You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hot Take Hot Box. We are here. This is about, we're back to being a WWE pod for this one hour that you are going to get from us, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Dante Maglio. Dante, we got Survivor Series coming up this weekend. We always have to come back and talk to the people when we feel like there is a big event on the horizon, and this is absolutely a big event. And it just feels it, I uh, like we kind of talked about it before. I just feel that excitement going into this that I usually don't feel. It's not only just the stuff in the ring, but then you have the little rumors and innuendo surrounding the event as a whole. So it's um, we got a lot to talk about. You got the rumors surrounding your boy, the the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about you know we did a little hiatus. I don't think we've done one of these since uh, SummerSlam. So we had about you know two live events worth of not getting together doing this. But yeah, this feels like one of those ones where it's we gotta we gotta talk through it because it's it's big and it's shaping up to I guess be the the almost kickoff into Royal Rumble season and then into WrestleMania season. The seeds are going to be. I think the seeds are getting planted this weekend. Yeah, I think we uh, couldn't have said it any better. It's basically just that groundwork. Like, like as soon as SummerSlam is kind of over, you start to look towards you know the Royal Rumble and the you know the WrestleMania season. But this does always feel like it's kind of the unofficial. This is like the preseason of the season yeah. before they get to Royal Rumble, and then the actual <laughs> WrestleMania season begins because. That is truly what seems like kicks off all of the big time of, you know, uh, I think it's interesting this year with all these these matches this year, like there's so many storylines that are just open or there are so many storylines that you could just rehash that is like, oh, not that I forgot about this, but, you know, this happened maybe two plus years ago and then you're getting back to it for from a long term booking perspective it's just incredible and just the names on the card are i mean i don't think we've seen this many great names within matches within each other and this is almost like a if it wasn't for the war games you know stipulation the the war game special this would be like one of those wrestlemania type cards where you have everybody in there yeah uh do you like them bringing back the war games and i like what are your thoughts on the war games match itself i like it but, I uh, love it. Yeah. I think it's a great it's a I think it's a great match. I think last year you had to do it cuz you had that dominant faction in in the bloodline that you were like I need to see them all in a cage uh you know bloodline style and, and have Roman Reigns in there. I like what they did this year cuz you do have that again Judgment Day being a, a dominant faction but you have kind of your best guys on the other side and from the the female end same thing like you know in this match you have multiple time world champions i think in in the women's one everyone was a world champion outside of you know Shotzi and, and Kyrie Sane and then in the men's match you know everyone if you were to put the belt on any of those men in the match maybe outside of like JD, JD McDonough <laughs> <laughs> it would be like yeah okay like i could that that's fine. Like they're fine world champion. Like perfect. So it's just I like it. I think the match itself is entertaining with the two rings and the the cage concept. I think with Cody Rhodes being inside of the cage, you're gonna get some you need some weird stuff from Cody for sure. Um, but definitely some carnage. Definitely some uh, you know people flying everywhere. So I'm I'm excited for it. I don't think I could be more excited, honestly. So let's just get right into it. Uh, we will, uh, like I said, talk about a few things. I think we should just talk, start at the at the most important thing, which is the men's war game match. Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn. And now it has been announced uh, unofficially, but it everybody it's used official. their head that it is official. Randy Orton will be making his return at Survivor Series and will join... The uh, I guess the, the the good guys as the yeah. fifth member of the uh, good guys team. I'm going to be watching this and I'm going to be doing that that viper pose as soon as he comes oh, absolutely. out. Absolutely, I'm going to be standing on chairs doing the the hands <laughs> Stand, up, <laughs> standing on my couch doing the pose. Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah. 
And then they will be facing the Judgment Day, obviously, who just, you know, they run Monday Night Raw. It's just, it's just that simple. Dominant, yeah. um, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, and uh, their newest, uh, I guess, just partner in crime for the uh, for the yeah. night, Drew McIntyre. Merc- mercenary Drew McIntyre. Don't forget, when you say Dom Mysterio, that's North, that's NXT North American champion. Yes, Dirty I, I apologize. Um, I do not want to disrespect <laughs> Dirty Dom. Um, no, but what did you think of the whole Drew McIntyre? I, I I loved it, him turning heel and just, you know, Claymore kicking Jey Uso into oblivion and throwing him back into the ring. And then he comes back on Monday Night Raw and he says he's not a part of the Judgment Day. He's just on their, you know, on their side for one night, basically, which I thought was a little weird. But I guess you can't just jump right into the Judgment Day immediately. I, I feel like... It's initiation uh, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you saw JD. JD was doing shit for them for like six months, and they finally just gave him a jacket and said, "Yo, you're in, pal." So, <laughs> I don't, welcome, <laughs> welcome in. Here's a fucking BDSM yeah. jacket that we keep giving to everybody else. That's the only person hey, who, you know who's wearing normal clothes. It seems like is Finn Balor, and he just has a random purple towel hanging out of the back of his yeah. pants. Which, all right, we, we can get into that later. But Drew McIntyre, I, I. I mean, I think me and you have talked about how we wanted him to kind of turn heel or just do something mm-hmm. just because the good guy the, character the for him was getting a, getting a little stale and Broken Dreams needs to come back at some point. I don't think the whole sword and the, the uh, Scottish anthem really Doesn't fits, fit. Doesn't does not fit. fit a good guy or a bad guy. No. So uh, I liked his little promo on Saturday or on uh, Monday, but uh, I guess I'm just waiting for the character to develop a little bit more. I'd like to see what they do does he just start turning on the the judgment day in there and just say you know fuck this and then he kind of goes somewhat good guy or does he just beat the shit out of jay uso and send him out of commission or something like that he beats jay uso to oblivion i i think this is one of those things where he i like heel drew i yeah the good guy character was getting old he was always a, a better heel i think people just gravitated towards him during that like Thunderdome era run in which it was like uh, he's kind of carrying WWE with this character and then the fans just gravitate towards him and then when you got live fans back you know a lot of people just hey we want to celebrate Drew for what he did during COVID and winning that title and I think that gradually just like turned him face naturally Um, but he's just such a better heel Again, when he's talking on the mic like he was the other day and kind of giving that promo of, like, I'm the same dude I've always been. I don't care. You know, I'm going to do whatever I want that benefits me. Like, that's the Drew that, you know, we needed to see. I think um, he put himself in an interesting spot. I don't think he's really going to join Judgment Day as much as I think you'll see him, like, this partnership, if it goes past Survivor Series, grow into him getting a – whether it be another title shot or another shot at Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble or whatever that case may be, um, or interfering with Damian Priest getting that title because you know they're both after the same title. But it's intriguing for sure because he adds something to the Judgment Day that I guess Priest is supposed to be but really hasn't been in a while, which is just like badass muscle, to be honest. Like he's that dude now when you yeah. look at the Judgment Day and it's like, oh shit, they got Drew. And Drew's just gonna claymore kick everybody to oblivion. <laughs> he, I, I just am a fan of the whole, uh, the whole idea of him being a bad guy because I feel like, other than the Judgment Day, we really don't have a lot of bad guys on Monday Night Raw. It just, it seems like it's nice. lacking a little bit. I mean, you got you got Shinsuke Nakamura who's just beating the absolute dog shit out of the Alpha Academy every week now, which. I feel don't, bad for Otis. Don't get I feel that. Bad for Otis. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why Otis had to be, you know, get six Kinshasas to the back of his head. That was a little unnecessary, if you ask me, as a fan of Otis. Uh, and, but other than that, it's just a lot of fat guys. It seems, you know, yeah. you, you got uh, what, what's his Bronson name, Reed. Ivar. You got Bronson Reed, Ivar, who just anytime Ivar gets the chance. He does a backflip off the top rope. He just it's, it's electric. It's electric though. He spams that move. It is electric. I'm like, oh shit, he's going back up for it. Uh Bronson Reed, like you said, and, and there's the undercard of You do have Gunther, but again, he, Gunther's the the character's not it's like a traditional bad guy. It's not like uh 
it's not like a menacing bad guy. It's just like this guy is a traditional wrestling heel in which you just you love him, but at the same time you kind of don't like him. And he also beats your ass. Like he he just is a uh, yeah. certified ass kicker. I love their him his little battle with the Miz. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I guess I should ask you what do you what do you expect from Randy? You think they're gonna do a lot with Randy Orton in this match, or is it kind of just no. gonna be like a little like where he's like the one of the last guys in, kind of gets hit or you know? You'll get since it's two rings with Randy. You'll get a nice sweeping DDT. Yep. Across literally both rings, uh, which is always electric. A couple RKO's. He'll probably take a couple bumps. I think it's it's probably better. I think that it's in the cage because there's not going to be like anyone flying into like he's not going to be flying out of the ring. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be he should be kind of protected, but I think he'll do enough to be like. Oh, okay, great. Randy's back, and then he probably won't wrestle again until like the Royal Rumble. Um, that's my prediction for it, anyway. At least he'll be Cody's... around, though. I think, right? Like, it, oh, that, yeah, he'll that's be the doing more promos. important thing. He'll be doing promos and everything else. I think this is like prime Cody territory. Like, I just think Cody's gonna showcase and just go off in, in this type of match where you got. A, his father invented it, so I think he wants to just go big. Um, I think with the double rings, you're going to see a lot of just jumping off ropes and a lot of – there might be some weird spots where he gets to the top, towards the top of that cage and jumps off type of thing. But I think this is just a, a Cody Rhodes showcase match. So I guess the, now would be the time to kind of give your prediction to see who wins this. I think the Judgment Day gets this done. Uh, I don't know how they do it or what happens. I think Team Cody gets it done. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going Team Cody. I think there's more – I think there's more people on Team Cody that that will take a pin and increase the storyline. And I think that's why, like, like I just looked at Team Cody. Like, Cody's not getting pinned. No. I'm sorry. There's more people on Judgment Day that could take a pin uh, than okay. Team Cody. Yeah. Because, like, um, I'm looking at it. It's like Cody's not taking a pin. You're not having Randy Orton come back and get pinned. Um, Seth's got the belt. I doubt he gets pinned. So, it's either Sammy or Jay getting pinned for Team Cody. But I think on Team Judgment Day, you could see Dom can take a pin. JD, <laughs> JD can obviously take sure. pins, crash, and I think spoil uh, sneaky, but I think Priest can probably take the pin as well because there's been some Judgment Day friction with with Priest saying I'm I'm in I'm the boss I'm the leader of the Judgment Day, all this other fun. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Priest kind of takes the pin, and we see maybe the the start of the either turn on Priest or the. Hey, maybe we gotta kick Priest out of the Judgment Day again. If if Drew McIntyre is gonna be, whether it be part of the Judgment Day or a half part of the Judgment Day, you don't need two big dudes fighting for power. So I could kind of see if this is the start of the the wave of maybe Priest going off on his own, or you know, you never know. Uh, and I think uh, in my uh, scenario where the the good guys lose, I could see a like you said some little bit of interference from outside where some people yeah come down I and think get involved. Now a couple probably a couple weeks ago, maybe towards a month ago, you know on SmackDown you saw Solo, you saw Jimmy Uso line up with the ju- with the Judgment Day, and that's kind of where I thought you could have been heading for the War Games match would have been the bloodline teaming with Judgment Day. I mean, that hasn't happened, but I think they might show up on SmackDown. So I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, the real leader of the Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley, decide, hey, we need we need some outside assistance. Because, again, bloodline's not on the card, which is odd. Yeah. And the other team does have Jay and, and Cody, and, and Cody did get involved in some bloodline business last week. So... I'm sure that doesn't sit well with with the tribal chief. No, um, no. I think the other thing to again team team Cody be aware of is I, I would not be shocked if Randy Orton just starts RKOing everybody on his own team 
and just <laughs> That's like, what I love about Randy Orton, man. Like, you don't know. Like, <laughs> you have like no if idea. Randy Orton, if Randy Orton steps in the ring and just gives an RKO right to Jey Uso and, you know, Drew pins Jey Uso right there on the mat. And then Randy just says, all right, you know, I'm back to being a heel. I was a face for the night just to get the pop. And then I'm, I'm heel Orton. I don't think anybody would, would question that. Like, no one would be like, oh, that's, that's that so weird. No like, what, what's yeah. happened? No, that makes perfect sense. And then I think that, well, I think the turn is definitely going to happen. Like, you know, even if Team Cody wins, literally probably the Raw after or at the Rumble, you'll see Randy, you know, do his own thing, potentially turn and, and then maybe set up a, a Cody and Randy storyline for whether it be WrestleMania or even before that, maybe for a Royal Rumble match. But, uh, you know, I, I think no one would be shocked at that. Um, I think just for the maybe the sheer face value or maybe the fact that I want Cody to to win this match. So I'm I'm going team team Cody. But yeah, there's some again, like we talked about there's some weird stuff that like we don't know how this match is gonna is gonna go at all. Yeah. And yeah. one person we didn't even talk about is the world champ, Seth Rollins, also in this match. Like, you know, what does his future storyline look like? Don't know. And then Sami Zayn, who I think is probably in my mind right now, maybe a front runner or at least top three in my mind to win the Royal Rumble. So, you know, having them in there is definitely, you never know. And you got the guy with the briefcase in this match as well, who at some point has to cash that thing in. I mean, he has you would been assume. hoarding that thing uh, this whole time. So uh, you would, like you said, you would assume at some point this has got to happen. I don't know if it's, uh, Saturday is the day. I don't think it is, but uh, the whole priest—it's getting not that it's weird, but the the power struggle between him and Finn, and I think it's the breakup is coming with Priest, not yeah. with the Judgment Day, but it's just like, hey, Priest, you know what? You're out of Judgment Day because we're, we're tired of you. Um, he has the briefcase. They're still tag champs, him and Finn. I think if they break up, I think they split the tag belts, which is smart. Um, but I think, like, it's coming. I get almost you – know, there's a bit of tension there between Priest and everybody else that I think this match might be the perfect time to maybe exploit some of it. I think this could be the beginning, and then maybe they lose. I mean, they have a, a couple. You know, listen, they have a match on Friday night for the uh, belt. Uh, don't they? Aren't they wrestling the dudes that wear the leotards? Uh, or is that is that who they're wrestling? That's or? pretty. Uh, oh no, the Street Profits. Street Profits. All right. I, I, All if they if I, the Street Profits need to win something, they could. Yeah, like, they need. I think the first step to the breakup is them losing those belts, because then everything is like kind of on the table at that point. Yeah, I think if they lose the belts. You see the breakup. I think you have to split split those belts. I don't think the undisputed tag champs is working anymore. I think you, I think Rawls doing tag turmoil at some point. So I think you can get kind of the the undisputed tag belts on a SmackDown, and then someone from Raw say, "Hey, we just want to challenge for the the red belts because you have like the the problem is you have so many good tag teams that deserve to." be elevated almost and it's like all right give them something better and they, they they just don't have it i couldn't agree more and i i i think it would make the shows better especially raw having three hours to kill and some of the shit that you see on there on a weekly basis you just it would help if you had some tag yeah, team like, belts to maybe uh attain you know or look you know try to grasp yeah i mean you have uh gable and otis you had the Vikings, you have uh, New Day. New Day is clicking. You've got even Imperium. I mean, I know there's some friction. Imperium will probably Ooh, get to that yeah. when we talk about your boy, but they probably deserved a, at least a tag run, maybe two. So, in the sheer, you're not an in the sheer guy. Nah, eh, listen. <laughs> I mean, they acted like those guys were murderers, and then they haven't been on TV in like three months. Listen, so. I like Jinder Mahal as like a as like a manager type of year. I think he's pretty he's a pretty good like uh, string puller. You could have him. I think he's a good character for that. But come on, give me a break. So I think we've covered all that. I think we should keep it moving to the ladies 
War Games match. I'm actually more excited for this women's match than I think I am for the men's match. I think this is going to be a good one. I, I think there's... It's going to be a banger. There's another, you know, more possibilities for some drama to occur in this a one. A lot of drama. Bianca it's Belair, happened. Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, Becky Lynch. I mean, Shotzi always finds her way into the action somehow. Yeah, like, when we're looking at it, it's like, all right, Bianca Belair, multi-time champ. Charlotte, the most decorated woman in, in the sport. Becky... Former, former champ, two-time champ, NXT champ, and yeah, Shotzi. I like Shotzi. Don't get me wrong. And then yeah. you got Shotzi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I like her, but you know, not uh, much. Then we got Damage Control, who has Bailey, Io Sky, Kyrie Sane, who just made her reappearance. I believe it was at a, a Crown Jewel. I think she showed up at. She and did, yeah. Then you got Oscar, who just joined Damage Control. How do you feel about the new look Damage Control? Do you uh, does this? Get you going at all. I love the new look damage control. I just, I don't like it for Bailey. <laughs> like, I like it for me watching. Um, I think it's I, with Asuka, Kyrie, and um, Io. They obviously, the three of them have history dating back to and spanning multiple um, promotions. So that's, you know, something that's great. But it doesn't look good for, for Bailey. It seems like the. The turn on Bailey's happening, and it may very well happen on Saturday. Oh, when, when they were speaking uh, Japanese, uh, yeah, right, right in front of her, and she's just like, "What would you guys say?" Yes. Yeah, and apparently I mean, Dakota Kai speaks fluent. Like, I'm like, "What? Well, hold on. Like, how does she know what yeah. they're saying?" And Bailey has no idea. But I think Dakota Kai is going to end up being your your leader of of damage control. Yeah, she, think, she's still hurt, right? So it's like it would be perfect still for her hurt, to kind of manage She's on TV them. a bunch. Yeah, she's on TV a bunch, and it's like you're not in. Like your knee is still busted. Like you're not coming back for another solid couple months. Um, I think she is pulling strings to get Bailey kind of tossed from damage control, if you will. It's only a matter of time, man. and it would. It's kind of. Uh, it's like similar to the Judgment Day with Edge. It's like they've kind of like leveled out to a certain point where it's. We don't yeah. really need you anymore, and Bailey kind of is like stagnant now. No one really cares she needs about it. her. So yeah, it's like the same it was, as Drew. Yep. it's the same as Drew. Like she just needs a character change because the, you know, I liked heel Bailey. And I enjoyed it, but again, when she's not, you know, the most popular heel even in her own group, it's kind of like all right, well, we gotta do something. Because again, when you look at Damage Control, it's all right. What's EO doing? Because EO's got the belt. I think Bailey needs a. I don't know if she needs a full face turn as much as she just needs to do her own, you know, do her thing, own thing. solo. Yeah. But it's it's coming. I think. I mean, I talked about the men's Royal Rumble, and I think Sammy could win. I think Bailey winning the the women's Royal Rumble or Bailey winning a women's Elimination Chamber match is um, almost a lock. Yeah, and I could see, you know, right away, if, once they turn on her, then you, I mean, even if you want to do Bailey and Io Sky at, at, you know, one of the next, like you said, Elimination Chamber, or I guess the Elimination Chamber would be a bigger match, but doing them maybe one-on-one -on -one down the road, even if it winds up leading to WrestleMania, it could, I mean, it's a possibility that you, you know, you could do Yeah, I think like Bailey that. at WrestleMania, she might get that title shot at WrestleMania. I Again, I think... She needs it. I think she needs some sort of push to do something different. Um, this would be the, the thing to do. I, I don't know if the turns the turns are they're coming on Saturday. I.e., again, Dakota Kai loves turning on people at um, war games matches. So <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing. So it could come there, or I think it could come literally the the week after. You know, the SmackDown after. Again, we're, we talk about who could take a pin and who can't take a pin. Bailey's the only one on Team Damage Control that could actually take the pin. Yeah, right. Because I've never seen Oscar get pinned. I don't think it's, it's like a few and far between. Um, and Bailey's Kyrie. been getting pinned every fucking <laughs> every yeah. Friday night if you tune in. Yeah, so Kyrie's not getting pinned. She just came back, and Eo's the champ. So if dam if Team Damage Control loses, it's good. Bailey's going to take the pin. It just is going to have to happen that way. Even if they win, I think it's uh, hey, let's celebrate Friday night SmackDown. We won, congrats type thing. Yeah, Bailey, just scoot. You know, like we're celebrating over here. You're you're not in in our group anymore. Um, 
And then if it's, I mean, if Team Damage Control wins, Shotzi's getting pinned, right? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a lock there. So Unless it's Bianca, like maybe she could take it and be fine. But yeah, the, sorry, Shotzi. Yeah, and unless like one of their own team members screws them over, which I don't really see happening. Maybe Charlotte Flair turns heel, but I don't see that happening either. So um, I don't see, yeah, I don't. She's such a better heel, but it's tough. Because... It just wouldn't make sense in this specific situation because she went and got Becky Lynch to join yeah. the team. So, like, why would you then turn on your own team member? You could have just yeah gotten anybody and then turned on them. So, uh, I'm excited that it's gonna it's gonna be one of those matches again. Like, you have such incredible, I guess, more so on this women's end, but you have such incredible athletes. Yeah, just with this again, you have. Charlotte and Bianca, who are two of the most athletic people I think I've ever seen in my life. And then you have, you know, team damage control, EO being able to do basically everything in oh, the sky. She's going off the top of the cage at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you get um, Kyrie, same thing. And then Asuka. So it's like, it's one of those matches that you don't know. Again, like, I can make a prediction that I think. Um, team damage control evidently wins the match. Um, but I don't know how they're going to get to that conclusion. Like, I have not a clue. Yeah. That's my prediction. I think damage control wins. I I don't know. I think I might be opposite on you, of you on this one, but I guess it wouldn't make sense. If the new damage control, they added two new members to their team, it would kind of kill that momentum if they were to lose this. But If they lose, it's because of Bailey and they're kicking yeah. Bailey out of team damage control. That That's a good... You know, that honestly is a good angle there to just... Like they blame Bailey for the loss, she gets pinned, you know, and they say, "Let's you're you're holding us back, you gotta go," and they yep. just beat the shit out of her on the uh, following Friday night. Which... And, yeah, Bailey being Bailey on that Friday, she'd be like, "Hey, we gotta regroup, come up with a new strategy before the Rumble, blah blah blah," and then kicked out, and then you see her just enter the Women's Royal Rumble, Ooh, and then yeah. win the Women's Royal Rumble. You see her get beat up bad. She takes some time off between now and the Rumble, and then she makes that kind of appearance, you know, re reemergence at the Rumble. Wins it. Hey, man. I'm in. Hey, I'm in on that. Yeah. WWE. I see if, if they lose. But again, I, I'm making predictions. I'm like, well, this could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a, I, that's why I love this shit, man. You really, I, I, I always think I'm like, ah, like, like I kind of talked about the Drew stuff. I, I was reading online, you know, you had the feeling Drew was going to join the Judgment Day. Didn't know how, didn't know when, and I still that night of the tag team match, I'm like, wow, Cody Rhodes and them are going to win these belts back. And then yes. you turn around, and you just see Drew standing there in his beater, absolutely just rocked up. I'm like, oh boy, there we, here it is. We are yeah, finally I think it's, here. It's, it's, it's so much different than last year's again. Last year you had the uh, the War Games matches, and like you knew, Team Bloodline was not losing a, a War Games match against you know Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch, <laughs> right? Like, like you knew, all right, Bloodline's winning this. I think this year it's different because you have so many different again like superstars in this match. You're like, okay, these are all just superstars. I don't know who how you're winning and who's winning what, but it's definitely one of those, you know. You don't know. You just have no idea. I think we should move to the next logical step, which is our boy. Uh, a bit. We are a big fan of this man on this podcast, Gunther, the oh, ring the, general, the, the ring general, the ring general, as uh, my my man uh, Ludwig Kaiser would say. He is facing the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He is. That's, that's the Miz. Like that's honestly when he said that. I had flashes of like trying to prove like discredit that I was like, yeah. And I was like, no, he, he probably, at least over the last decade, decade plus, he's been incredible. Yeah. And listen, he brought that title back. Yes. And a lot of people will slander him. He's an eight time intercontinental champion. And for the longest time has been one of the, you know, he's been ent- he's entertained the people for twenty years now. It seems like it's it's uh, we're almost moving on to twenty years where he has been yeah. in the WWE and been a part of all this. He's main evented WrestleMania. He is a guy who has a uh, like like even uh, Gunther said like he's going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah. you know, I think even like his run back in 
it was, I don't know the exact dates, but it was probably around like 26, between 2016 and like 2018 when Daniel Bryan was the, the GM of oh, yeah. SmackDown and him and Daniel Bryan got into it. But like he was there every night bringing that Intercontinental Championship kind of back from the dead. It was almost like kind of the first, it was, that was like the first wave of all right, SmackDown and Raw being, being separate not being one show. So like you had the intercontinental championship on SmackDown, I think to start. And it was just elevated by the Miz. It just was. Um, and then, you know, you kind of had different, different people hold it, not as great. And then kind of Gunther brought it back to have this incredible run. I hate, hate to be the one to say it. Cause I love, I love Gunther. I love him. If you were going to take the belt off of him, it would be Saturday. Yeah. Like, if you were to make a move to say, all right, you know what? Gunther, you're dropping the belt, finally. It would be to to a guy like The Miz, again, who's had that belt so many times and can keep that level, that aura of the belt a little bit and keep it popular still for a interim period until you find somebody else. It would be on Saturday. And it would be the perfect thing to kind of re-elevate Miz because the Miz is, you know, he's not a heel anymore. He's obviously a, a good guy. He's a face. So it, it would be – and he's kind of been a joke in the, uh, over the last year for the most part. I mean, there was a while where he didn't win. I think he won one of like 20-some matches or something. Like he was yeah. getting cooked on a regular basis. Regular basis. And, it, it, again, I like the Miz. Um, I love him on the mic. He always puts on bangers. He always elevates certain people. Um, I think this would be the time. And I think you got some, you may have some Imperium friction, so to speak, between Kaiser, Vinci, and, and, and Gunther. Like, this could be the time that, hey, Kaiser costs them the match. Yeah. Um, you have that kind of holdover until the Rumble for Gunther, and then you kind of go from there. I, Again, if you're going to do it, it would have to be now because I don't see him dropping it any other time soon. And you want to get him in the Rumble with a chance to obviously win the Rumble. Yeah. Because, again, he's one of the favorites probably to win the Rumble. So, and again, it it just, I I would have loved to have seen Gable beat Gunther and get, get that title. But as blatantly honest right now, Gable beating Gunther. And then having the title, it would have fallen so flat after about a week or two. Especially kind of the way the, he's presented now. They present him still like a joke, so it's not going to work yeah. if you keep but, him But as a even joke. then, like, if he beat Gunther, it's like, oh my god, he beat Gunther. Like, that's incredible. And then you have the belt, and then after maybe like a week or two, it kind of goes to like, all right, what are we doing with the belt now? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think with The Miz, it keeps the belt at least interesting for the next little bit. Um until again, you can probably find some sort of interim. I think it gives more of those mid carters that we perceive to be mid carters a a shot to win the belt against the Miz versus they're not beating Gunther like Bronson Reed. You know, you're you're not beating Gunther, man. Just give it up. Yeah, yeah, get it. But, but again, if you have a, a thing with the Miz at the Royal Rumble for that title, I'm watching, and you know, I'm probably gonna be pulling for Bronson Reed to win. Yeah, and, and uh, I think the main thing with this match, it's maybe maybe it doesn't happen on Saturday, which, okay, I, I can understand it, but at some point, like you said, they are going to have to get that belt off Gunther to get him in that rumble and give him a reasonable shot because if he has the belt, he's probably not going to win it. It's just, you know, they don't, they're not going to do that. They're not going to give him the rumble win and him be the Intercontinental Champion and be facing a champion at WrestleMania. It's just not something that usually they like to do. So at some point, he's going to have to lose it. And we are getting close. I mean, he's broken every record that kind of could exist uh, for longevity and all that. You know, they like to – the longest reigning intercontinental champion. that They've done that a million times now. Gunther has beaten pretty much everybody. I he's think, beaten everyone that you can beat. Yeah, so I think now is the perfect time to kind of – and like you said, like there's not going to be a perfect person – to really beat him. But if there was, you have the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The Miz time. is close enough to perfect, I like, think. Yeah, like it's a guy who this belt means more to than anyone else, it seems. So it would kind of be nice. I love their little promo back and forth. 
They were, you know, making these nice little digs towards each other. I like Gunther calling him Mike, calling him his actual government name, which was incredible. But Mizan, and he's like, Mike, you're just, <laughs> you're just a guy who I who's an entertainer. You you do not deserve to be in my ring. I love Gunther's whole shtick, dude. It's just incredible. Uh, it's, Anytime they bring up the real world too with the Miz is incredible. Oh, dude, and, people don't forget. And and Gunther basically saying that like he represents a time in WWE that he didn't like to watch and stuff like that. Like Gunther just going, Gunther just attacking heroes has been one of my favorite shticks. Yeah, and I think it's it's leading to Gunther getting a match with a certain two thousands. WWE superstar who likes to pop up around this time of year and then basically be in WWE from now until the summer and then take four months off. Would that be uh would that be Brock Lesnar? Is that, is yeah, that, it's the is beast. that the gentleman that's that the you're beast. talking about? Oh yeah, it's the beast. I think that again, that's the match, I think, at Mania to to build up Gunther so much into the summer. You give him the beast at WrestleMania and that match would, would just slap. I could not. I can't really see Gunther getting thrown around like that. That that would be an incredible sight to see, especially since we're yeah. going to be at Mania. That'll be like a wild thing to. Yeah, and I think that's what you have to build because there's nobody else for Gunther to beat right now. Like, like you said, there's he's beat everybody. It's either you give him the world title shot, or you let him take on somebody like a Brock Lesnar that's going to just be Brock Lesnar, right? So, you know, you beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, you know, you you beat him again at Backlash, you prop him up over the summer, and he's either the champ going into Berlin in August, or he's contending, he's winning that belt in Berlin in August. Yeah, something along those lines would have to happen, and uh, there's only a few options left with Gunther, like you said, like, you know, doing the Miz thing, uh, maybe Ludwig Kaiser turns on him, and then they could have a little bit of a program of some I sort. Think, but I don't know if that's really – I think they got to let that build a little bit. I think you have Kaiser. I don't think he turns on him as much as I think Kaiser tries to win Gunther the match and he fails. Okay. I could see type that. Type of, of thing. And then I think you have a – maybe a boil up, maybe a match at the Rumble. Maybe you have a Kaiser versus Miz match at the Rumble. I think the good thing with Gunther is – if Gunther loses that title, no rematch needed. I, I think he's, again, the character that he is, I think he's going to say, you know what? My job here is done. I elevated that title. I don't want a rematch. I'm on to better things. And I think that's part of like the character that you can see him coming out on Monday night and being like, you know what? I, I'm too good to get a rematch for that title. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on to better things which is dealing with kaiser and then maybe he again he tells kaiser you know you cost me the the match get the title back and then that gives you at least a kaiser singles run to be excited about for a little bit i love that they're letting giovanni vinci talk now Uh, it's yeah it's about time yeah i mean the guy was just a a absolute mute for the first you know couple years that he's been around that's part of again if you're ludwig kaiser remember we got the solo promo for ludwig kaiser like the vignette a that know, was like so months. funny. Yeah, but it it happened. So I could see them being like, "Oh, you know what? We want to try to push Kaiser, but if we're pushing Kaiser as a as a solo act, he's you know in in the doghouse in Imperium, so to speak, and that's how he gets his solo act." So it's interesting for sure. Like again, this is one of those matches that if you were to tell me Gunther wins and he retains, all right, fine. Like. He's the the ring general for a reason. Like I'm not gonna ever be like disappointed that he wins. But if you were to tell me the Miz is the one that breaks his streak and, and gets the title, I would be like, you know what, that makes the most sense out of anybody. Like again, they've been doing fire promos. You know the belt would be in good hands. You know it'll be still must I don't want to say must see TV because that's his his oh, shtick. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean it, it is though. Like when it, when that when he would come on, on Raw you would say, okay, I, I want to watch what he has to say as IC champ instead of, you know, some of the other guys that have had it over the last couple of years where it's like, I'm going to turn this off. Like, I loved Nakamura. I liked Sami Zayn. I liked, I, I actually didn't like Apollo Crews when he had the title. Um, like, so many people have held that title over the years that sometimes it's just like, all right, you know, 
I'll, I'll catch this in, in 10 more minutes. I'm going to go watch whatever's on TV on a different channel. I mean, with The Miz, it's like, all right, I'm going to – this is going to be a fire around. promo and see what's up. Yeah. So I, had, I, I was going to say something. I totally forget it though. But it probably was not that important, uh, something involving The Miz. But uh, I guess Life we should keep it moving. Rhea Ripley, Zoe Stark for the Women's World Championship – uh, I I don't know if I'm the excitement is bubbling over necessarily for this one. I think it's going to be a good match. The build up has been weird because Zoe Stark is really not uh, believable at all. Uh, in my in my personal opinion, no. I like her. I like her in ring uh, skills, but Great. when she's talking and her and Shayna really weird dynamic. God awful throwing I... cards around and stuff. It's just uh, I don't understand. They 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 like they look like the you know like uh, people from. The West Side Story or something like uh, well, gets me these with old... Zoe Stark is they tried so many things with her, like they tried putting her as a solo, didn't really work too well, and then they said, "All right, you know what? Go under Trish Stratus's wing, so to speak. You know, let's go with Trish." Worked out a little bit. Okay, hey, we're gonna work some promos with, and you're gonna be in there with Becky Lynch. Kind of worked, kind of didn't. And then she disappeared for a bit. She came back. She did the Fatal Five way. She's impressive in the ring. I think she's yeah. incredible. It's just one of those things to where it's like, you know, we. I need a little bit. I don't want to say I need more from her, but it's just like, is she this needs someone be the to talk for her. That's what she needs. She needs a manager. Yeah, and they tried to pair her with Trish. The only thing was Trish was more exciting at the time, and we wanted to see Trish wrestle. Thank you, Trish. Thank you. So it was like. Yeah, she needs, and I, I, it's it's funny that she's with Shayna Baszler now because Shayna Baszler always needed that same thing. Yep. I thought too was you know get her somebody. I I think is this the time for Zoe Stark to win the title? I don't think no. so. But like I will say, Rhea Ripley's title range she has to put on it. This match has to be a a, a banger. I think her, it will be for her sake. Like for her sake, it need it needs to because like her reign has been so boring as of late. Or actually, basically the whole thing has been kind of boring. There's not really a match I could say like that was great. Like the the women's match at, at Crown Jewel, that was good. I I think you kind of get a really good Zoe Stark match, and then uh, you hang out a bit till somebody else comes back. Probably, maybe, hopefully, Liv Morgan, but like. I don't know. It's just, it just it does seem like one of those matches that's going to be tough and, and physical, which I think it bodes well because those are the type of matches that Rhea Ripley kind of shines in. So we'll see. I think it's just eventually going to lead to Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So it's kind of just biding our time until then. And then that's... Yeah, and I think that's probably the, the right move. I think um, Becky Lynch may get that I don't think she'll get the Royal Rumble push. I think I still think Bailey could win that. Um she might get that elimination chamber push. Yeah. To where you okay, hey, Bailey wins the the Royal Rumble, she picks EO, so you get Bailey EO, that's fine. You know, winner of a women's elimination chamber gets um Rhea at WrestleMania, and then Becky Lynch will be the name to do there. Um, yeah, I think that's on a collision course. Like, I can't see Rhea Ripley losing the belt and getting it back in time before WrestleMania. No. So I think she's. I think we're just in a world where she just holds she's keeping it for that belt. A while. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't see anyone on the horizon. Uh, keep Nia Jax far away from the belt, please. Uh, also, so I don't have to listen to that. The only wild part there is like you know. Jade Cargill signed. She pops up every once in a while. You know, I haven't seen her in a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think she's. I think they have a pl- They they never have a plan for it, but you don't want to do it now. I think you want to do it on the lead up to WrestleMania to give her a either WrestleMania match or if she's going to debut on NXT, which she could give her a stand and deliver match. Yeah, um, I don't like. I don't see it. It didn't make sense. I think that from a timing perspective, they just announced it to get in front of it type of thing. Yeah. But like from a time, it doesn't make sense for her. 
the only thing that could have made a little bit of sense is for her to be fifth member, like make her debut at War Games. But even then, it's like she gets another lost person in the shuffle that, there a little bit. It, it and it's just like another person that can't take a pin, and we're cool with that. So I think you know, save her for again. Maybe she makes a, a rumble appearance. You know, maybe she makes an appearance after the rumble type of, of vibe in the lead into Mania. We'll see. But yeah, this just screams Rhea retains. Um, but there definitely some like brutal savagery going on in, in the ring there. All right. And we got one more match uh, on the scheduled card. Uh, we got Carlito and Santos Escobar. Oh, Santos. too cool. Too cool. Too cool. Uh, Santos just turned his back on Rey Mysterio in dramatic fashion. Uh, he kicked his knee, you know, <laughs> kicked the steel steps yeah. into his knee. Uh, it's a good Dom way. Dom was right. Wear the shirts. Dom a, was right. Dom was right. It was a good way to kind of write Ray off to get that little surgery that he needs to get. It seems like every time Ray needs to be written off TV, it's always very dramatic. I'll never forget when I think Ray was hanging upside down on the the scaffolding uh, 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 on SmackDown. I forget who was hitting him with a chair. I think it was like Chavo Guerrero or something like that. And it was just oh, the yeah. most dramatic thing I've ever seen in my life when I was a kid. I was like, no! The great Kali squeezed his head. Oh my god, no! no. <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> they killed that man. Was, no, even like a couple, <laughs> even a couple years ago, they had like, Ray's just involved in the wildest stuff. It's like, alright, Kali squeezed his head like a grape. Okay. Hey, yeah. uh, COVID year to, in 2020, they had the whole thing with when Seth Rollins was doing that Messiah character and he like lost his eye. Yep. <laughs> they had him like, all right, hey, Seth is going to slam your face into these stairs and you're going to walk around with an eye patch for a while. And Ray was like, all right, man, cool. You know, I'm in. Uh, you know, when Batista turned on him too, just, oof, just wild stuff back in the day. But yeah, I, I mean, this match is interesting. I, you know, if, if it wasn't for, I think, SmackDown having, obviously, the bloodline and it being two hours, the LWO deserves some more time, definitely, to have the story kind of, like, play out. Plus, you got a guy now in Carlito that, I mean, it's good to see him back on television. He was a he was a dude that I mean hasn't seemed to age over the last fifteen or so years. He's fucking um, unit now. Yeah, he's got to bring back the apples. You know, I, I want to see him spit in the in the face of people that you know aren't cool. But I wish they kept the same mu- music. By the way, yeah, I know, I know the new music. It's tough, but I, I like this match is intriguing to me because I think again I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna do it, but I think they're gonna lead to some sort of LWO versus. Um, Santos and the other, um, La Liga Fantastico, I believe it was. But, like, again, you're going to see, like, a clear split. Um, and you'll go from there. So I, I think this is good. And, again, whenever Ray gets back and is healthy, he'll pick it back up, too. Like, this is one of those long-term storylines that you could just keep recycling and going through, and the matches are still going to be fine. I agree. Uh, who do you think wins this? I think Santos wins, but... Yeah, probably Santos. Um, With interference like, of some sort, or he does something probably. dirty, like he uses a you know a weapon yeah, when the something. refs turn something something along those lines. It won't be clean. Yeah, I think. I mean, Santos is going to want a U.S. title match at some point. Um, I wouldn't give it to him. No, not against Logan. No, I think against Logan. I think KO takes it against him. That would be nice. I think KO needs something to do, right? Like, he just can't keep beating up Theory and uh, Grayson Waller all the time. Yeah, wearing think, his fake tie on uh, on the, yeah. the show. I think you get, like, a, a U.S. title run for, for KO. He kind of takes it from Logan Paul, has maybe a little mini run, um, or maybe L.A. Knight. But, like, Santos is not in the top three people, or I guess he's not in the top two people I want to see get that U.S. title. So I think you pivot and say, all right, you know what? Let's carry this out for a while. What would be interesting to see is if this leads to the Dom Mysterio face turn at some point in the summer. Wow. To defend his father? 
Yeah. I think, you know, we obviously got the Dom was right. Dom knows it. I think at some point in time, Dom's got to go kind of face-ish, give or take, and he saves his dad. I don't know when it's going to be, but I think he either saves his father or I don't know if it's full face, but he does at some point save his dad from being brutally like assaulted. Or he just doesn't like Santos because you could kind of tell he wasn't all the way in on uh, Santos's uh, Dom was yeah. right thing. So yeah, I I think it's kind of like all right, hey, I think he might get the point of like, hey, you know what, my dad's a deadbeat, and I love seeing my dad get his ass kicked, but I think he comes to the light soon and it's like it's still my my dad give or take. Because again, I don't know how many years Ray has left in him. He's running out of time. And I don't think he's going to retire with Dom not talking to him and being a heel. So, like, I just, I, I don't. So, and again, with the Judgment Day, I think you're going to see some members get rearranged. Yeah. Eventually. I think Priest is the first one to go. Um, Dom would be obviously the second one to go. Okay. I like I think that. The, the writing's not on the wall yet, but you can. I kind of can see where it's going, where he's going to lose that title, not win it back. Um, I don't want to say go on a bit of a losing streak, but be the weakest link, so to speak, and then kind of just be like, all right, hey, man, you're kind of the weakest link, so get out. And then it could kind of be like the uh, you know Scottish slash Irish slash all those guys kind of teaming up with Finn, JD, yeah. and Drew McIntyre, you know? That would also be interesting, too, as we're seeing it with – with we were talking about the Intercontinental Championship to get other people some run with that belt. You know, JB, J.D. McDonough having an IC title run as part of Judgment Day oh, man. would be interesting. And again, J.D. would naturally take that – if Drew does kind of join in Judgment Day, J.D. would take that weakest link with the belt title from Dom yeah. and Dom would just be weakest link and Rhea you already see is already kind of you know she kind of likes she Drew looks, she looks good with Drew she yeah. looks good with Drew so again it could be like hey we don't need you Dom anymore um, and again maybe he turns turns face at some point I don't know you kind of not that you need it because Dom's heel heat is still so strong but you kind of like want it for Dom it's like hey man listen at we, some we point, you got to do something, right? I mean, it, you can't just keep the status quo forever. Yeah. So, uh, before we get out of here, we have a couple more things we must discuss. That is the Survivor Series scheduled card as of now, sitting here on a Wednesday. Uh, do you, you think gonna they're going to add anything else? I mean, uh, I, I would like to have seen LA Knight involved in this, but I don't want to see him just thrown in here just because. If, if he's going to be out on this specific event, then I'm okay with it. Cause I mean, there's no Roman. So that's kind of his main focus as of now. Uh, I think the only thing that he would get involved in is like we said, if Rhea Ripley tries to make a deal with the bloodlines and be like, Hey, solo or Jimmy show up, give us a little, maybe extra muscle. LA Knight shows up to help out team Cody. Yeah. Um, repay that favor. Pop. And again, yeah, that would be a you need that that pop. I just I can't see you putting together a match now with LA Knight. Um, yeah, there's no build or anything. There's no juice behind it whatsoever. It's a it waste would be of time. against Jimmy. It would be against Jimmy or it would be against Solo. Like he would come out on Friday and be like, you know what, Solo, tomorrow night I want I want you in yeah. a sense. Um, but like I would save that still for the Rumble. Just because, like, it would be great to see Solo and or LA Knight actually in the Rumble. But there's so many other names that you'd want to win. And I don't want to see LA Knight or Solo get tossed over the the ropes. So if you have that be a, a match at Royal Rumble, I'm and fine. You could with do it. both, right? I mean, you, you could, could, you could you have could. them both in the, you know, in a match um, and in a Rumble. Yeah. And you could. I, I think that kind of protects you from the. Again, somebody eliminating LA Knight that shouldn't, or somebody or solo looking weak angle, um, yeah. which is is fine, and that I think takes away the bloodline winning the Royal Rumble, unless a certain member of the bloodline or the certain Hollywood star that shares the same blood as the bloodline decides to to show up and come back. Um, I think for Survivor Series, so that would be like if Survivor Series, if you were to 
get anything going, you could. I mean, you could do a Grayson Waller effect, maybe. Um, I don't think Logan Paul is going to show up. I think the only other your guy. Let's do if, it. Let's just do if it. You so still, if you hear Colt personality, I wouldn't be shocked. Listen, I, I think uh, as time has moved on, uh, you know, obviously the, we were talking about CM Punk, the rumored return to WWE at some point, and with this event happening in Chicago, the you know obviously the dots have been connected that this would be the perfect situation to bring back a CM Punk to an absolutely uh, ridiculous pop and uh, all sorts of fanfare, and these people will be chanting CM Punk throughout the event. So I don't the care. Entire, the entire time. They went out and uh, said Randy Orton is the uh, fifth member to avoid people thinking that it could be CM Punk, which was a smart move. But also, the only problem I had with it was that they didn't bring Randy Orton out. I think they should have had Randy Orton there to you know, kind of just give that. There have been so many internet rumors about that. It's insane. It's like I love the, the Twitter rumors about oh, like, yeah. oh, they didn't bring out Orton because – Orton's going to get attacked backstage because he's not fully healed yet. And then that fifth member is going to have to be somebody that's in Chicago uh, with nothing to do. Yeah. And it's like, all right, man, like I pump, pump the brakes there. Um, I, I'm, I'm still optimistic that he shows up. Like I'm still at the point where it's like, I think he's I, going to, I would need him to show up. I think there's been so much, discourse about it that they have like they haven't flat out WWE hasn't flat out said like hey you know we're not they've been the rumors that said like oh there's no interest that's you can't just say oh there's no interest because there's clearly interest because they say like oh there's no interest and then you're, you're interviewing people in WWE and they're like hey you know bring them on like go for it um he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling like it, 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 that's yeah. what's making me think that he's going to show up is because they're working so hard to shoot it down and make sure that like nobody thinks that he's coming so that the yeah. surprise isn't basically revealed before it happens yeah and again like they could have gotten out well in front of this and said at one of the other events like hey you know what in the post in the post event press conference hey you know what we're not we're not getting CM Punk like it's just we we had talks, we're not doing it. They haven't done it. Every rumor that it's been like, oh, we're not interested, has been just that. I think rumors. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I would be disappointed if he did not show. I would um, be. I think at at this point, like, and again, you have that we talked about before we started recording, but you have that weird Nakamura angle where yep. it's like it's very cryptic and weird. You're not just going to keep him like you had a promo on the go the go home show on Raw on Monday. You know you're not just going to have him not either do anything at Survivor Series or whatever. You know you're going to have to bring it up at some point. And if it's anybody but CM Punk on those promos, I mean it's uh, Brock's the only one I'd be okay with if it was. Uh... Then that's fair. Like if if he's calling out Brock, then okay, I, Crazy, I get it. But but like still, just say hey, I. Just come out and say like, "Hey, it's it's the beast," or AJ Styles, like, "Hey, I'm I'm calling you out." You can't just sit there and be like, "Oh, let's do some cryptic, some cryptic stuff," and it just be not CM Punk. I still can't get over him showing up uh, on the ramp a couple months ago and hitting the GTS out of nowhere like that. Like that's not a move he usually just like whips out. Nobody does the go to sleep. Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody does, and that's that's the the weird part. It's like, all right, well. Signs are being pointed that way. Let's just do it. Like yeah. if that's if that's where we're going. Let's just do it. I I do believe though, man. It, it's and that's your boy. I, I think like I love CM Punk. I love him. The good thing is, is like I think they've had good enough storylines in place over the last little bit of time that they have so many people that are just not doing much anything, and it's like it gives CM Punk activity over the next three months, right? You have three hours of Raw to, to find time to kill Yeah, every week. You have Chelsea yeah, Green and Piper Niven taking time up. You have all these different people who are just – I like Chelsea Green, though. Chelsea Green's fine well, in my book. I love Chelsea Green as well. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's there's a lot of TV time that needs to be killed and uh, eaten up. Why wouldn't you – add? like if you have the possibility to add somebody who can still go 
and yeah. still has that star status with them and is still just, you know, to kind of right the wrong from the past and maybe put a bow on CM Punk's that. WWE time, it would be perfect. But it's like you look around on both shows, it's like, what's Nakamura doing? Nothing, right? What's you KO know, what's doing? What's Kevin Owens doing? Yeah. Nothing. So there's two tailor-made feuds to build up into WrestleMania without having to automatically put a belt on them, kind of what AEW needed to do. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, it, There was nothing for him to – like you said, there was nothing for him to do at AEW. That's why he was in the title conversation. And you know, he got banged up and he got hurt, but I would say those matches over there are a little bit different than the matches that occur in the WWE. So I think – Maybe you don't you don't need CM Punk wrestling every night. It's kind of no, and I don't even think you need him. And you don't need him to compete for a title. I think that's no a big piece of it too. It's like you know he's going to be a ratings draw regardless, so he can be literally just hanging out with KO. And it's like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, you could do anything with him. It's just the the his aura and the reemergence of him is worth it to me. I I I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, no, they don't want him. They don't like him. They don't like all the drama that surrounded him or whatever, but uh, I believe a lot of that was AEW-driven as opposed to maybe CM Punk-driven. I think the first time around in WWE, he was just burnt out, and things weren't going his way, which I don't blame him. I would have been upset if I had the greatest professional year of my life, and then The Rock just showed up and stole my you know WrestleMania main event that I've been working my whole life Dwayne. for. Yeah. Dwayne. Which I understand why they did that, but I'm just saying if I if you're in his shoes, you have to imagine that would upset you a little bit. Yeah, I, and again, I think like it just it the timing of it makes perfect sense too because again, you know, he obviously, I guess is non compete or whatever. It's it's up. Yeah, if he had one, you know, AEW in the ratings is not doing as good as you you know would like to see, and this is a chance for. WWE to kind of clearly pull away from that and, and you know from what I've been hearing or seeing online is kind of MJF has renewed his contract so I think he's staying um, that's sad that's what I think that's what the, the people have that, been though. saying I'm not I, I'm not surprised because he hasn't brought up the whole bidding war thing in, in quite a bit um, but like again I would. I mean, I think it makes complete and total sense. And again, you have stuff for him to do. Like, it's not like it's all right. Let's get CM Punk. What do we do with him? Are we going to throw him into a a feud with Roman Reigns? No. It's very similar to Cody. Cody came in. You had an entire summer where he wasn't in the title picture. He was doing it with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Right. I think now you have a little bit more, or a, a couple more people with some cachet that you can throw him in there with and a couple more storylines that you can lend it to punk and say, okay, we're not going to give you a title shot just yet, but here's some people that I think would be good to, to work with, you know, Kevin Owens, uh, Nakamura, like we talked about, you know, AJ styles, like they're a couple, they're dudes that are just not really doing too much. Anything Seth Rollins, when he drops the title, like, you know, you have your, your pick of okay, this doesn't need a title attached to it, and yeah. it's in Chicago. Like it's in Chicago, and you you haven't. Not only have you not said anything about denying it, you keep opening up seats in the arena. Yeah, like I love Randy Orton. Love Randy Orton. He's top. I don't know. He's he's top ten for me. Easy, but like you're not just going to keep up opening up the arena and selling more tickets for Randy Orton. Yeah. And also, like, you're not going to do all this, and you're not going to expect those people to basically riot if he doesn't show up. Because they, at this point, people are believing that he's coming. Like it's yeah, those people and in Chicago you're come are out on the show and tell the crowd like, "Hey, listen, we didn't sign CM Punk. You know, grow up." Like, it, there's going to be very, very loud CM Punk chants. Yeah. It's very loud, CM Punk. I honestly, if he comes back, I'd open the show with it, kind of like they did in AEW when he came back. But um, I think if you, you see Nakamura at any point during the show, if he comes out to do that like open challenge sort of thing, and maybe they don't do the mat, he's not going to wrestle on Saturday night. But maybe he just says basically like calls him out, says you know whatever. He it, 
I, I don't know how necessarily they or exactly they do it. But I would have it. I mean, you could do it a couple different ways. I would have it be either he opens the show, you you hear the music, he comes right out, he says he signed, we signs right there on side, and then Nakamura comes and attacks him, type of vibe. Okay. You could do it like Nakamura comes out and says, "I'm gonna issue an open challenge tonight. I know you're here," type of thing. Um, you could do a a, a video program promo with punk just not be in the arena maybe just put him on on the in the back backstage and be like hey you called me out i'm here type thing yeah i would love to see it though have a special grayson waller yeah i was just, just have, gonna say that just have cm punk come out during the grace waller effect the place would go absolutely nuts and you and could then, do it you could bury that right in the middle of maybe one of the you know after a gunther match or something like that and just yeah because other than these War Games matches, it's going to be a slower night. I mean, the Gunther match we we just love because we're you know yeah. we're fans of both these guys, but it's not really a, a loaded card necessarily. No, I mean you're going to open with the women's match more than likely, yeah, and then you're going to go to um, I guess right after the women's, you're going to go to Gunther, and then the other ones, and you're going to close with the men's one. So yeah, you want to keep CM Punk kind of clear of that men's one. I agree. I agree. So, uh, I would just love, I would love, love, love to see him show up. I think it's the perfect opportunity. I think they're wasting a really good opportunity. I, I mean, of course, they could bring him back at the Rumble at some point and just throw him in there and get a huge pop there. But no, nah, you're wasting opportunity. I, I agree. Come back. I agree. Why not do it Saturday night at Survivor Series? And just just cash in on that on all of that crowd and that fanfare, and bring him back the way he kind of deserves to be brought exactly. back. Yeah, no, I think you have to do it. I love it. So I think we've kind of touched on it all, Dante. I think we uh, we've done everything we need to do here for the Survivor Series 2023 War Games Hot Take Hot Box Special Preview Edition. Uh, I'm excited, man. I, I he's got to come back. He's got. I he has to come back. I mean, if he doesn't come back, I'm just, I'm going to be disappointed. It could be the best show on the planet. I'll be sitting there going like, I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, as we should be though, because it's it's a opportunity wasted. And like I said, if these shows were loaded on a week in week out basis, then I would be like, oh okay, like it's it is what it is. But and you're going to have the chance, like the the chance are going to be going off. Like answer the call. Yeah, answer the call. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt McSweeney. His name is Dante Maglio. We will maybe be back next week, depending on what happens on this uh, great great show. But uh, Yeah, I can't wait. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.